Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Going to talk about robots now. You know, worldwide industrial processes, they are becoming increasingly automated. So there's naturally a higher demand for robotic solutions. For instance, collaborative robots, or they call them cobots. And at Schaeffler, they have forecasted that the market for cobots is expected to grow more than fivefold between 2019 and 2025. At the same time, the demand for services based on digital technologies such as condition monitoring and smart lubricators, they'll be around 70% higher in the year 2025 compared with 2019. The company has all also recently announced the expansions of its uh, Schaeffler hub for advanced research at NTU. Uh, it's called Share at NTU Joint Lab. Let's find out a little bit more about the rise of cobots, uh, as well as uh, the company's expansion of a lab and test bed here in Singapore. On the line with me is Damesh Arora, who is regional CEO Asia Pacific for Schaeffler Asia Pacific. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for having me. I want to find out more more about the company, if I'm even pronouncing the name correctly. Uh, Schaeffler, Schaeffler, uh, a German manufacturer. Uh, You guys are in the automotive, aerospace, industrial sort of industry. Could you tell me more? Of course, Elliot. The company is called Schaeffler AG. It's a German headquartered company. We just celebrated our 75th anniversary just a few months ago. It's headquartered in a place called Herzogenaura. And what we do is, you know, we make products, systems, and solutions for automotive and industrial customers. And these products basically are used for improving efficiency of powertrain, making them more sustainable, and also as a transformation happens towards e-mobility and Industry 4.0, also future-ready. Wow. And, you know, I heard you when you said 75 years. You must have seen quite a bit of evolution where the company is concerned. Were there any so-called pivoting moments when the COVID-19 pandemic was at its high? Um, Yes, of course. You know, I've been with the company for 10 years. And I can tell you the last two years uh, clearly have been unprecedented for Mm -hmm. any one of us. Mm -hmm. Prior to my 10 years career at Schaeffler, I've worked for more than 25 years in automotive industry. And none of our experiences would have prepared us for what we have seen in the last two years. But the topics that, Elliot, you want to talk about today, whether it is e-mobility or cobots, as we call it, Industry 4.0, you know, whole digitalization. Clearly, the last two years, these topics have taken a new significance. And the shift towards these technologies have only accelerated, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. We've seen that, especially. It's not just shift. Now it's a dependence, I would say. The skills level to compete with it or, or to coexist with cobots. What are your thoughts on it? The talent shortage, is it improving fast enough? Well, uh, let me tell you a little bit about, you know, what uh, we have been doing in Singapore and, you know, more so in the whole of Asia Pacific when it comes to various technology solutions. Our work in Singapore, last five years, we have been operating R&D hub. We call it Share Lab, which basically stands for Schaeffler Advanced Research. All right. Now, globally, we collaborate with leading institutions and other partners in uh, facilitating such research work. And we are glad of having partnered with NTU. I think everyone knows uh, Nanyang Technological University, how important, how impressive it is. Now, our first few years, we worked on automated driving and solutions like those. But in the last year or so, 
we have expanded the scope to work on cobots, or we call it collaborative robots. The distinction on uh, cobots with robots is that cobots are the machines which can work in close proximity with humans without needing a fencing, as we say. So here is where the humans can become smarter, more productive, when they're working in uh, close cooperation with these robots or cobots. Mm. Just to follow up on that, especially with regard to shared NTU, that, that joint lab, what makes having such a, a facility here in Singapore different from other parts of this region? What exactly does Singapore offer? Well, I mean, clearly uh, Singapore is you know, one of the you know, very important hotbeds when you want to try out new things. I mean, Singapore ranks very high, uh, you know, I think eight on the Global Innovation Index in 2021, and even higher on the Bloom Innovation Index. And we know them all, right? You know, we have great skilled manpower here, great talent. Uh, we got a regulatory environment which facilitates, you know, such uh, development. And most importantly, it, it provides the environment where such, you know, innovations can be piloted and can be tried. And there are enough examples around, right? I mean, we have seen the self-driving buses, for example, you know, yeah. flying in Sentosa for last some years. We have seen driverless vehicles, you know, uh, doing road sweeps or delivering, you know, food packets to your home. We also saw Velocopter, for example, you know, which did a maiden flight across the Marina Bay Sands. Yeah. And I can tell you, each one of these solutions had something to do with ShareFlare. We were involved in each one of these pilots and programs and we provided solutions there. Right. So, you know, Scheffler and with its 75-year history, looking at all the evolution points, what are your thoughts on how, especially with this facility in Singapore, what does it do in terms of R&D research? The scope of it and the scope of it has completely changed then. Well, it certainly has, but I think, you know, we pride ourselves as an innovation and technological-led company, and we have been around for, like you said, you know, 75 years. Yeah, yeah. We are a 14-billion-euro company, 2-billion-euro in the region here. Singapore is, uh, you know, our regional headquarters. And all our solutions that we build have been developed for improving efficiency of powertrains, for example, in a vehicle, you know, chassis systems in a vehicle. And now increasingly, you know, we we are providing solutions for hybrids or electric vehicles. In the industrial side, you know, each one of those sectors, whether we call it machine tools, mining, rails, aerospace, all of them are looking at, you know, how the efficiency can be improved how their products can become more sustainable. Mm. So the solutions we develop across here in the region and globally are helping us get there. Now, let me just walk you through, you know, what kind of footprint we have in the region. Mm. I talked about, of course, the share network here in Singapore. But we also have a pretty impressive location here for doing bearing reconditioning. And I think we all know Singapore enjoys, you know, an important space when it comes to being a key aviation hub. Now, what we do here is, you know, we support our customers in their engine overhaul by bearing refurbishment, and that, of course, supports the efficiency, but more importantly, it's also creating the circular economy of future, helping with the sustainability. In the region here, you know, we are working on hydrogens, uh, for example, the fuel cells and hydrogen. Japan and Korea lead uh, over there. We are practicing digitalization or industry 4.0 topic in our newest plant in Vietnam, for example. And we have recently established a huge embedded software and mechatronic center in India. Now, all of these technologies obviously come together to, you know, address some of the future topics, both from the technology perspective, you know, digitalization, and also, you know, the AIs of future.
Yeah. Actually, on that, right, I've got a curious question, especially when we're talking about the future. There is a huge push for watching out on your carbon footprint. Innovation, obviously, is the answer. Green R&D capabilities. The curious question is, you know, what kind of percentage do you look at when it comes to investing in R&D? And how big a factor is this whole idea of sustainability with regard to deciding that percentage to invest? No, sustainability is not just a buzzword, uh, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's clearly something that we all believe in. And uh, living in Singapore, we see it uh, all around us here. So our focus, you know, has been on the sustainability for many, many years and decades, I would say. But uh, more recently, we have announced that by 2030, all our plants will be carbon neutral. And by 2040, the whole company, we want to become carbon neutral. Mm. These are some aspirational goals, but at the same time, you know, we are developing climate action plans behind so that we can get to those uh, goals that we have announced. For example, by 2025, we want to reduce our energy efficiency or energy consumption by more than 100 gigawatt hours in our factories. Now, that's a huge number. And that means that, you know, we're not buying carbon certificates, but we are looking at every equipment piece by piece and seeing how we can improve the efficiency in a manner that it consumes less energy. On the side of our supply chain, we work with our uh, supply partners, our logistics chains and so on, in trying to see as to how they are helping reduce their footprint. Again, you know, let me give an example. We are, or our suppliers are a big consumer of steel. Okay. And steel is one of the large greenhouse gas emitter. So we you know, recently signed a deal with one of the company in Europe to buy up to 100,000 tons of green steel every year from 2024 onward. Now, this green steel is produced using hydrogen, for example, or electric energy, which comes from renewable. Hence, you know, our whole value chain then starts being less carbon intensive. Mm. I've just come back from Europe, a long travel trip, and and some fellow tourists there, or or even the Europeans that I've met, say that Singapore is like, you're living like the Jetsons, you know, there's so many things automated there. What are your thoughts when, when you hear a statement like that, in terms of, you know, the idea of cobots and the evolution, you know, what do you predict in terms of trends? Well, I, let me tell you my story, Elliot. I, okay. I moved to Singapore two years ago, yeah. and I worked uh, in many places around the globe. And uh, my last, uh, you know, six years, I was in India. But coming to Singapore, I mean, you know, you're fascinated by the environment, you know, which is so conducive when it comes to, you know, trying new things out. We have great uh, supporters in the sense of EDB, in terms of the technical universities and the whole environment. Now, coming to the future of cobots, I mean, you know, we clearly see that the cobots will coexist with humans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of chat and banter whether cobots uh, or the robots will replace humans. I mean, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, we all know that cobots are coming and they will be increasingly found in places everywhere, not just in industry, but in our day-to-day activities. We'll see them delivering food packets to us. Yeah. We'll be seeing probably in hospitals, you know, or even at home, serving old age people, right? So cobots will be all around us. But what they will help us is to make us smarter, which will help human beings to, you know, put their intelligence, put their knowledge into areas where they can be doing even bigger things. Mm. I know you touched on it briefly, but could you dive into a little bit of details in terms of uh, Shafla's plans for the next year or so? What else are you looking at in terms of R&D where this region is concerned? Yeah, so in the region, we have about uh, 2 billion euro worth of business. And, you know, we operate uh, nine plants in the region, you know, all the way from India to uh, Korea, Thailand, Vietnam and such. And then, you know, we have you know, operations in Japan, 
Australia with many different uh, kind of varied kind of sectors and industries that we support in. Coming to future, you know, obviously think uh, very, very highly of the region. This is one of the you know, fastest growing region in the world, a mix of both mature economies and emerging economies. So our resources and our investments from the future perspective are pretty much planned of continuing to develop our footprint better in the region. From the manufacturing to the R&D, if you talk about R&D, I would probably narrow down on three areas. And these three areas are linked with also big mega trends that we see. And those mega trends are, you know, we see, of course, sustainability and climate change earlier that we just spoke of. I mean, the new mobility is around us. Even with Singapore's green plan of 2030, there's a clear emphasis towards green mobility. Then you have the autonomous production, right? I mean, the, the factories of future would look very much different with cobots, with automated robots going around, and also digitalization and Industry 4.0. Then we have the data economy and digitalization. And finally, the demographic change. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, some parts of the world will remain young, which is good, but part of the world is aging pretty fast. So how do we support them? So those are some of the, you know, mega trends that we see. And to support them, we'll be working on hydrogen and energy transition, electric mobility, robotics and uh, IoT, you know, we have a great work going on in material and service science because these are core capabilities which cut across, you know, many different solutions that you need to provide. And all of that, you know, definitely need to be, you know, super encompassed with data, artificial intelligence. So the focus for us is, again, cobotics here in the region, hydrogen, electric mobility, and then, you know, doing our uh, embedded software and mechatronics. It's going to be really exciting. I can only imagine. I've been speaking with Damesh Arora, who is Regional CEO Asia Pacific for Sheffield Asia Pacific. Really appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you, Elliot. Thanks for having me again, and uh, goodbye to all the listeners. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.